Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Olivia's, Olivia's Obscura. <laughs> Olivia. <laughs> Olivia Obscura. Um, I'm your host, Olivia, and I'm here today with my sister, my very special guest, Avery. Hi, it's me, Sister Avery. Sister um, Avery. I'm really excited to be here. Is that what they call Mormon missionaries, sisters? Yeah. When you're a girl? Yeah. You are like sister, you'd be Sister Stoper. I would also be Sister Yeah, and then Stoper. the boys are brothers, I think. No, I think they're elders. Oh. I think the boys get to be elders and the girls are sisters. Misogy. Okay, misogyny. 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 <laughs> One of me and Ty's favorite myths is to call massage therapists misogynists. <laughs> Licensed misogynist. Licensed misogynist. Board certified. Board certified misogynist. We come to you today from the stew, which is the garage in our Palm Springs rental vacation verbo. Um, we're here, we're in Palm Springs. Avery and my parents, our parents, uh, your parents. <laughs> grandparents and our aunt and uncle and Ty are all here this weekend because it was our dad's 60th birthday. Mm-hmm. Very special stuff. The big 6-0. The big 6-0. Um, he makes 60 look great. Um, maybe we could get him on for a second. Oh, that would be... He could come and say that hi. That would be awesome. Maybe mm-hmm. he'll come out to... Well, because this is his bathroom out here. Oh, yeah. So his, he might come out. His private bathroom. His private bathroom. Um, so we're in the garage and the garage is kind of... I mean, I think the acoustics are pretty good, so I hope this sounds good. Um, but there's foosball. There's what is that called? It's like a basketball, like it's like arcade a, game. Yeah, it's like a yeah. basketball arcade game. Excellent. <laughs> there's a poker table similar to the one that was in Beautiful Disaster, except unlike that one, this one is not a dining table that flips into a poker table. It's just a poker table. And then what was he playing on that computer? Uh, I think like. Um, Mario. There's like something? a gaming computer yeah. in the garage that only has like one game. I don't know what Mario's it. game is called. I looked like he was playing Pac-Man. Maybe it was Pac-Man. It could have been. Maybe it has more than one game. And there's piano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a crapper. And that's and the garage. And a washer and dryer. And a washer mm-hmm. and dryer. Um, and so we're out here recording because I really wanted to have Avery on the pod and we're never in the same state. So I'm so... I'm so excited to take this opportunity to be on a podcast. It's really special. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast before. Well, so it's listened this to is, by dozens. Yeah, this is huge for me. So huge. So my audience of 24 is going to really eat this up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Avery, I, I think I've mentioned her on the pod before, but if not, then that is my sister, my younger sister. Um, I think you mentioned me in the episode where you were reading your old diary entries because one of them just said today is Avery's <laughs> eighth birthday. And you didn't read anything after that, but if I had to guess, I would guess you wrote something mean after no, that. No, that was the entry. <laughs> that was it? I remember it. It was literally the, like, it was a page and I had written, it was like I had, like, trailed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just said today is <laughs> Because underneath it was, like, a drawing. <laughs> I, I don't know what I love that was. that was important enough to go with I mean, your journal. <laughs> I, well, because, okay, and this is what I struggle with even as an adult because my therapist tells me to journal, mm-hmm. but I kind of don't they journal. Love, instead, instead, they I love started to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really process things well um, writing wise, mm-hmm. 
Because every time I go to journal, even as an adult with complex feelings, mm-hmm. I just revert back to like, dear diary, today I went to blah, blah, blah. With I the, absolutely, like, the same thing happens to <laughs> like me. I only yeah. know how to journal in like chronological, like autobiographical form of like telling you the details about my day, which is not the kind of journey yeah. my therapist wants to Well, because to I don't think, I think that for a lot of people, it's not just easy for you to like take your complex thoughts and like put them into writing. Like there's a whole other step that you have to go through. That's why it's like... It's easier to, like, talk than to write it down. Right, or, like, yeah, yeah I think some people are better, like, oral processors mm-hmm. than writing processors, but, yeah, I'm not good at journaling. Writing processors. <laughs> Avery, is there anything you need to, any orders of business you need to address right off the top? Um, I don't think so. I've been told that there was an agenda we for the podcast. We have So I, I... I, I'm just here. I'm just along for the we ride. We have a really loose agenda. I okay. like to have some bullet points mm-hmm. to kind of keep us if we... But really, this is a stream of consciousness, mm-hmm. conversational podcast. I'm sure some things will come up for me that I'll need to discuss. So if we get cooking, mm-hmm. let it cook, okay? Okay, let okay. It cook. Um, yeah, perfect. So I guess we'll... If, well, um, wait, are there any orders of business I need to talk about? Um, last week I took the week off. Sorry. Um, I'm still getting used to having a job. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I work 20 hours a week at a chiropractor's office now, which is proving to be too much for me to manage to record the podcast. (laughs) So I just didn't get around to that last week, but hopefully I'm back on the every week schedule. There are no new five-star reviews to read this week, Uh, which is a fucking shame. So let's change that for next week. You haven't written a review yet. I haven't written a review yet. I'm going to. I'm going to take your phone and write now, it. Am I allowed to now that I've been on? Or is that like a conflict of interest? Oh, no. <laughs> That's not a conflict of interest. Oh, okay. Um, not at all. Okay. On the Apple podcast. Do you listen to podcasts on Spotify? Or uh, I use Spotify. I use Spotify. You do Spotify. Mm-hmm. So you can't write a review But on I'll Spotify. go leave one on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. I'll do that for you. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay. The first order of business on the agenda today... Um, is the concept, we, we kind of touched on it last night when we were watching Baywatch, but I had it on the agenda before then, which is the idea of beauty inflation and how like beauty, like beautiful people in the nineties are like ugly by today's oh, standards. Oh, this is a great topic. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So like what I kind of was thinking is like now everyone has like the same teeth mm-hmm. And, like, when you watch movies from, like, the 90s or even the 2000s, like, people have, like, real teeth. Yes. But now everyone just has, like, square chiclet teeth. Yes. Because they all have veneers. Well, and also, like, when you see people, <laughs> pictures of famous people from, like, the 80s and 90s, um, like, people who were considered, like, some of the most beautiful people, like, in Hollywood back then, I feel like in the photos, like, you could see the pores on their face. Correct. You could see that... Maybe they had some pieces of hair that were out of place. Yes. Their eyebrows all looked different. Their skin wasn't necessarily just like one solid sheet of the same color. Yeah, and I people used to look more like people. They, look, they yes. look like individuals because I think now the difference is that in the nineties everyone had a different face. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now kind of everyone has the same face. Yes. And I think that when people talk about Instagram face, what they're that- really talking about is this subtle shift towards everybody having the same face. Yes. The, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because everyone goes and shows the same picture to their surgeon. Yes. Or everyone in Hollywood probably goes to the same People surgeon. used to look different. Yes. But now they look the same. Right. Like even, what were we, like who, who, Baywatch? Baywatch. Yeah. Has like a full on unibrow. Correct. She had a, she had like very unruly hair. She had a unibrow. She had a very unique face. Yes. And she's and she beautiful. Was, she's a gorgeous, gorgeous woman. But like, 
I just don't see someone like that becoming famous in the way that she was. She could never do it today. Today, yeah. no. And it's like it's 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 sad. It is sad. Yeah, because yeah, I'm like because even, I mean, yeah, because like a few a while ago, and I talked about this on the podcast, but I was watching for the first time Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mm-hmm. a classic, mm-hmm. and I was even Angelina Jolie is like literally one of the most beautiful women. Correct. Ever. But like in that movie, she like still looked like. A person. Yeah. And I feel that the problem now with celebrities is that they don't look like people. Exactly. And we were, when you were out on a walk earlier, uh-huh. we were watching the SAG Awards. Oh, yeah. And um, Lily Gladstone won for Killers of the Flower Moon. Mm-hmm. And she was beautiful. Yeah. But she looked like a person. Correct. Yes. And not but. And she and looked she, like a person. I feel the same way about her. And I feel like the reason why people have become so infatuated with her, aside from the fact that she's, like, a really phenomenal actress, is the fact that she, like... It looks like a person. You know what I mean? She looks like a person. Yeah. Like, she, like, she's, like, not 13 pounds. Yeah. She has, like... I don't know. Like, she was just, like, cute. She had her hair styled. It looked like she, like, could... She looked like she, like, did her, like, styling at home. Yeah. You know? Like, it was not at home. But, like, it didn't look like she had, like, a glam squad. Yeah. That, like, did a full beat, like, Correct. to the heavens. Like, people used to look like they got ready at home. Maybe. You know? But, right. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Plausible. And that's also why I feel like... I was just talking about this movie. I know that you haven't seen it, but I feel like a big part of the draw of the uh, Academy Award-nominated film The Holdovers is that all of those people look real. Like, that guy I just showed you, that picture of uh, Dominic Sessa, that's like a, that's like a boy. Dominic, that's like a boy. <laughs> can I look him up real quick? Yeah. Dominic Sessa. Yes. Oh, he's, he's only 21. He's so cute. And he, that is like, he's like antithetical to Instagram face. Like, that's just a guy. Yes, he is an individual. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like... And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Well, and the thing is that, not to be, not to get too into it, but boys are allowed to be a little ugly. <laughs> that's true. In the that's way that true. women never are. Women never are. And I feel like it's even less now than they used to be. Like, obviously people were dealing with like different beauty standards, like in the 80s and 90s. But I feel like... Women have never been allowed to be a little ugly. Women have never... No. And, like, there is a real cultural moment now with people being really into men that are a little bit ugly. Like, uh, or not ugly, but, like, unique-looking, like, Jeremy Allen White. Or, like, um, Barry Keoghan. You know, like, people who look (laughs) a little bit funny. Yes. But where are my funny-looking girls? I think... And, yeah, (laughs) I think that, like... We love Jeremy Allen White because he looks like a guy you could like. That is a guy who does look like he's the line cook at your restaurant. Correct. Like that man works at a gas station. That man works at a gas station, and that's what makes him so hot. Correct. Because you can see him walking down the street. There's something attainable about him. Yes. That's really alluring. And like, there is something so fundamentally unsexy about people who look artificial and like correct like, not real yeah but, like we've mm-hmm. hit that point of like uncanny valley with like Zac yeah, Efron, for example. yeah where like he like obviously was born hot yeah but then he like i mean i could talk about the perils of Zac Efron for hours. <laughs> like, like hollywood ruined him yeah i need Zac Efron to just go and live on like a farm with some goats i would i would love that for um, him but yeah like it's yeah it's kind of i think uncanny valley is like not the right word because it's like they people look human, mm-hmm. but they all kind of have the same nose. They have the same eyebrows. Mm-hmm. They have the same lips. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And it's like it is like it's it's unsexy. <laughs> it's un- yes, yeah. it's, un- it's like yeah, because it's like too polished. Correct, exactly. And then, okay, I, th- I think we're getting at the same thing. We're here. getting at the exact mm-hmm. same thing here, and like, and I'm in complete agreement with yes. your idea of beauty inflation. <laughs> yes, or, <laughs> it's I all think, connected. Well, I, I thought of this yesterday. Not yesterday, a few days ago, because I was watching a TikTok that some lady had made, mm-hmm. and she even said that, like, 
she was making like really good points, but one of them she brought up was even like people's teeth didn't used to be like blinding white. Yeah. Like now everyone's teeth are like white. And white, it white. freaks me out. It and freaks they don't me look out. Real. They don't look real. Right. And there is something, at least to me, and I feel like to a lot of people, something like that gives you. I don't know, like, like something attractive about like having teeth that look a little bit fucked up. Like, yes. I personally love like fucked up teeth. Fucked up teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because it's like, yeah, like the same reason that I love like a good like Roman nose. Yeah. Like that is like I yeah. hate it when people who have like big noses say they want a nose job because that would actually ruin their face. Yes. Like Molly Ringwald did that, right? Yes. She and she face. or no, no, no. It she, was uh, Jennifer Gray from Dirty Jennifer Dancing. Jennifer Gray. She yes. her nose was like so. She had an iconic distinctive. nose and she and then, was so cute. Yeah, she was adorable. But now she just has that they, same nose that everyone has, and she doesn't even look. Hollywood like her. ruined her. Another Ugh. another victim. Um, yeah, and like, or wait, do you remember how Taylor Swift used to have a chipped tooth right here? Yes, and then she got it fixed. Yes, and everyone was sad. Yes, because we loved her tooth, her chipped tooth. We lost another one to the machine. <laughs> We lost her a long time ago to the machine, yeah. I fear. But no, this is this is a, something important that we need to... Why isn't everybody talking about this? Why isn't everyone talking about it? And like, we are at a crucial, I think, a paradigm shift of men. Mm-hmm. Where men now, you are right. The Jeremy Allen Woods, the Barry Keoghan's of the world. Yeah. Where we're having like a renaissance of like... I, I, ha- I hazard to call them ugly men. I, I don't think s- they're ugly. Because yeah. they smash. Exactly. But like, compared to like a Brad Pitt. Like, Cur- like exactly. Like... Like, unique. We're having, like, I'm going to just, for the for succinctity, sus, succinctness, we're going to call them ugly men. Yeah, like, men who don't look like your, like, Hollywood stars. Hollywood, typical Hollywood star. Right. Yeah. And okay. so when are women going to have that chance? No, exactly. Because, like, you look at the women who are, like, you know, up and coming today. Like, it's, like, I don't know, like, Sydney Sweeney. Uh, who else? I don't know. Sydney Sweeney is, like, the only Hollywood star yeah. I can think of right now. But, like, she, like, you know, she's got Instagram face. Like, all she, respect to her, like Sydney, I love you. She like has, she's she's beautiful, but and she's, if she wants to come on the podcast, she could. She's a friend of the pod, Sydney. <laughs> Do you listen to the podcast Beyond the Blinds? No. Okay, I love that podcast. But a few months ago, or a few I don't know when this was, but one episode they were like. What like I think they were talking about Pam Anderson and they were like oh, yeah. Pam Anderson was like such a it boob girl. It all comes back to Baywatch. <laughs> it does. It does. And they were like, we don't have like a boob girl now. And I was screaming. I was like, Sydney Sweeney. Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney is. What do you boob mean girl. we don't have a boob girl? Like she's the boob. She has the market cornered when it comes to being a boob girl. Yeah. Okay. Um, like we've got that covered. Now we need some like weird looking women we do, you know and, and well, I love it when they let a weird girl be famous yes yes like I love it when they I'm trying to think of who well like obviously like I don't like I think she's gorgeous like I think most people think she's gorgeous but like an unconventional looking woman like um like Jenny Slate you know like she yes, she doesn't yes. look like your typical Hollywood woman no, no? yes I love like her. we need more Jenny Slate yes. in the world I've been told that I sound like Jenny Slate I think you do, do kind you? of uh-huh um and my old coworker always told me that I sounded like um Nikki Glazer. I don't know who that is. She does F Boy Island. I don't know what that is. It's a show, but <laughs> okay. I don't know either. She's like a comedian, but I think it's just because he like. I think that men just think that like all funny women sound the same, mm. Mm, or like yeah. low voiced girls. It's sound the, the rasp. Same. It's that rasp. I think so. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, like I love. I do like me and Ty. Whenever we like see like 
and uh, like a weird looking girl in something mm-hmm. we're like we love that let her we want no, weird girls in let everything. her cook exactly let like her i cook. love weird girls so like i even think that um well she got some work done but anya taylor joy used i to be was a weird just girl. thinking about anya taylor joy like in the very beginning of her career like that was a weird looking woman and like i say that in the best way possible and that's why but she got her roles exactly exactly you yeah. have to be an individual mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah, I'm trying to think of more. I'm re- having a really hard time thinking of women right now. <laughs> Name a woman. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. Sometimes they'll let weird girls be models. Like Ella and Yeah, like high fashion models. Yeah. But we need to bring them into the but mainstream. But they, they're not allowed to be in movies. <laughs> Put weird girls in movies. I'm literally begging you. <laughs> we need a weird girl influencer. That's an untapped market. I could be the first. We could be the first. We could be trailblazers. <laughs> Weird girl influencers. Weird girl influencers. And the and well, no companies would want to send us stuff. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> so it wouldn't be. We wouldn't be oh. able to hack. Oh, it. I think they would. But I'm. Uh, this twisted tea is really good. Twisted tea on the rocks. So this is really your first time having twisted tea. I actually like don't think I've ever had one before. I love it. I actually I think it tastes so delicious. I've had like a well, it take it actually tastes almost identical like a sonic sweet tea. Yeah, yeah. And you know how they put that delicious ice in it? Yeah. Like this over that popcorn. Kind of popcorn <laughs> you can get a little maker that makes that ice. Really? Yeah, yeah. and like put it. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Ty's sister has one. It's like this little like countertop appliance. Oh, I would love that. That like makes popcorn ice, and she just like eats it all day. I love that kind of ice. It's really good. Mm-hmm. You used to be able to go to Sonic and buy the buy that ice. I think you still can. Mm. I just never. It's kind Sonic. of embarrassing to just like ask for a bag of ice. There is something so mortifying <laughs> about that. What are things? Okay, here's a good question. What are things that you do that you feel embarrassed doing, but like aren't embarrassing, but like you feel embarrassed? This about is it? not a great question for me because that kind of applies to everything. I'm also me. embarrassed about everything. <laughs> But um, the, a thing that really gets me isn't as big of a deal now that I'm like not in college, but there was like a stretch of time at college when I had to take lunch for the day because I like had class and then work and then class again. Oh, like in a lunch box. Yes. And the act of carrying a lunch box made me want to kill myself. So humiliating. <laughs> I don't know why that was. And like, the thing is I can trace this back years. Like I recall being mortified to carry a lunchbox in like middle and high school as well. well there's but... something so juvenile about it. Exactly. It's like, what am I five? It's so silly. So silly. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. Well, in that similar vein, cause I just started a job for the first time, uh-huh. like, like an outside of the house job. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something like, so humiliating about like eating a snack yes like yes. when i'm eating because i'm like at the front desk and i'm like eating like a protein bar or something humiliating or, like, a chomp like stick or something yeah and i'm like literally like they can't see me eat i'm with you on that they one. can't know that i eat <laughs> but then you like end up trying to eat in this like secretive way that nobody else can see yeah and, but like then, that's weird if someone ha- if someone does see you eating like sneakily like that makes it even more you make it weird exactly like if i just ate it with confidence it wouldn't be a problem no, i am with you on that that's really embarrassing you need there's to, like, more there no, if you lead with confidence nothing is embarrassing but i actually think that i've led with confidence maybe five times i've never i don't yeah i've never led with confidence <laughs> because there is I'm, I heard someone talk about the Monroe effect. As in Marilyn? As in Marilyn. Okay. As in Marilyn Manson. As in Marilyn Manson. <laughs> but, um, but 
What, what's that noise? I think it's the table. I'm Knocking gonna scoot it up because table. I don't want the mic we to pick can't that have, sound. We up. can't have this happen. We can't be having that. Which is just the theory. The Monroe effect is a theory that like if you walk into a room like like commanding the room, mm-hmm. like people will just like assume that you're like a figure of authority or like someone who like is cool. Mm-hmm. I just like don't think that I'm good at that. No, exactly. I think that's entirely true, but it's just not like an ability that I think I possess. Having carrying a lunchbox is a really astute observation that is embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's so many more. I feel like, like there's so many more too, but I like should have been this kind of just came up as a question right now, but I should have been keeping a list because there's so many things that are so humiliating yeah. to do. Like um getting out of a pool. Oh yeah. Getting out of a pool is so Oh, you know what? I don't know if anyone else will relate to this. Um but no, I'm with you on getting out of a pool because like there's also no way to like look sexy while doing that. No. Uh you it's just you just don't you look just good. Don't. <laughs> but um in this same vein, I used to live right next to a market of choice. It was, like, in the same parking lot as my apartment complex. And, like, several times a week, I would want to go to the market of choice and, like, get one of those, like, custom-made sandwiches where you could, like, pick the things to go on your sandwich. Ooh, yes. And because the market they were, of choice makes good They sandwiches. were delicious. They had, like, the best salami. Is market of choice only in Oregon? Um, yes. Actually, the first market of choice ever was in Eugene. Fun fact. Hi. Do you want to say hi? Okay. Um, but anyway, I used to go there at least once a week to get myself a little sandwich. And for some reason, the act of like getting that little paper, getting the little pencil, writing down the ingredients that I wanted, putting the uh, paper on the counter, and then just like waiting for my sandwich (laughs) made me like so embarrassed. (laughs) No, and I get that, and I get that. (laughs) Because like... If you, if I would ever like make eye contact with the person who would be making the sandwich, like while I was giving them my paper, yes, I like, I might as well just call it a day because like that was terrible. I, how dare the person you're paying to make your sandwich see your your sandwich? Order. No, exactly. It was terrifying. That was like a big part of my life for a while. Like how embarrassed I was to like. That's a really go get a that's a really niche one. Mm-hmm. I like because my coffee order is an Amer- iced americano extra iced light water, mm-hmm. and there is like the when I order that when I hear myself order that, it is. It, it makes me want to die. Even though it's like, that's really not a high maintenance order at all. At it's all. like ice, espresso, and water. No, it's like literally the easiest <laughs> drink you can make. But the fact that I'm like, any sort of like specifications are embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Modifications. Yeah. Okay. And I think that might be like a traumatic holdover from working as a barista. Because you would get so annoyed by people who had all these special modifications. Yeah, but I would have never been annoyed by someone who asked for an iced Americano extra iced light water. No, that's like really normal. But like, like, I think that I like just conflate that with the people who ask for like, 250 degrees, no foam, whole milk, yeah, 20 pumps of chai. Or the temp, the specific number for temperature degrees is always what really signaled to me that like someone was a real bitch. Well, you it's know, literally so weird. and it's always like the <laughs> oldest lady yes. you've ever seen. Like, can you really tell? Can you, I want to know? Like, is she whipping out a thermometer? <laughs> exactly. Like, there was this lady. Her name was Sheila. Sheila, and she right? or. Was and it Sheila or was it Patty? Enemy of the pod. It was one of those. She was actually really nice. <laughs> okay. She just had a really annoying drink. Okay. But it was like, what it was was like, you were, how long did you work at Starbucks? Like literally two months. <laughs> and that's actually longer than I thought. I thought it was like four months. No, it was like two months. Okay. So like, did you, because what was really annoying was when people asked for super hot, no foam, whole milk. 
Because whole, whole milk foams. foams so it it much. makes the most beautiful foam. It makes beautiful foam. But and it's then, almost really not hard to want not foam that. Yeah. yeah. To not want that foam is like really sad. No foam is just a depressing modification to ask for in your drink because like why don't you want like the delicious milk foam That's, which is the point of a latte exactly and you would get shot in italy if you asked for a no foam. you're right because you want to know what it is i think that it's americans thinking they're getting quote-unquote ripped off by having foam yeah That's, which is a part of the drink which is a part of the drink <laughs> That's also how i feel about people ordering drinks without no ice. ice like that makes me so upset because like where's the joy in an iceless drink yes but you're just trying to you think you're getting ripped off by having ice take up room in and your it's like, drink no like that's a crucial ingredient that's like that's what makes it cold <laughs> right, like, i even get light ice doing snack which i can't really do like i obviously order extra ice. yeah i love ice um well okay because i when i worked at lofty or i don't know if i can say the name here. When you worked at, uh, I think I called it breezy. Breezy, you did. But cats out of the bag. You could um, just bleep it out. Like it's a swear word. I'll probably just leave it in, to be honest with you. It's not like you're disparaging them. No, no. But when I, but we like had the drinks there had like extremely specific measurements. Like, oh, I bet we had scales, and so like for like we did like an iced London fog, mm-hmm. for example, and we like had to put it on the scale and measure out the amount of milk we were putting in and measure the amount of like tea content we were putting in yee the scale like, on a on like a kitchen scale that's so like eating disorder core. yeah like by the grams it really is <laughs> yes but when people asked for extra or no ice mm-hmm. we like because we like we're all like bitches miserable bitches mm-hmm. we like hated everything for sure for sure we like we were always like sure you can have no ice but like because of the way that the drinks are measured they just got a cup that was like half empty because you didn't know like what to put in the rest of the cup <laughs> Because <laughs> you like didn't know how to adjust the scale. Well, we couldn't. Yeah, like there was like that was the recipe, and it was like one of those coffee shops where everything only came in one size. Oh yeah, like, I remember. I think I went there once or twice. You came. We went one time when I worked there. And you visited because yeah. we went to the beach, and then we went and got coffee. I remember. Um, but yeah, so we would when people asked for no ice in their drink, we'd give them like a three quarter cup full. And that'll show drink. them. <laughs> yeah, and then they were always like pissed, obviously. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Like, why wouldn't you be? Obviously. Like, I'd be mad too. <laughs> That's what you get for not having eyes. Where does the door behind you go? Outside? I think it goes outside. But not to the patio. And to the little alleyway? I think just to the alleyway. Where that guy, the Uber driver yeah, was. Yeah, where the Uber driver was. <laughs> Earlier we were outside eating dinner. And there was this, all of a sudden these headlights were like shining into the backyard. And our mom got up and was like, you got the wrong house. And the guy just went... Uber driver. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, like, that's not how Very funny. <laughs> um, I mean, alternatively, to kind of piggyback on the embarrassing thing, like, be, getting an Uber is really embarrassing. Oh, humiliating. Riding in an Uber is embarrassing. Oh, yeah. It's always, like, the things that, like, the things that I'm paying someone to do a service for me for, like, is always the most embarrassing thing. Yes. There's, Even though they're being compensated. There's something so <laughs> embarrassing about having someone else perform a service for you. Huh? Yeah, it's like, what am I? Like, it's exactly. Like, like, what is this? It's, yeah, it's, I, and I don't know if that's, like, a side effect of, like, I don't, like, I, I wonder if rich people feel this. I feel like they probably don't. But I wonder if that's maybe, like, a has to do with like having worked in the service Is it like industry? a class solidarity thing? Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. We we've like worked in service and so we like don't want to be a burden to people no, who No, I feel service. like that's definitely part of it. That's absolutely. I feel like that's part of why it feels like so shameful to like have someone do something else for you like even if you're paying them for no, it. No, like that's an affliction <laughs> yes. of mine. Like my waiter could actually like I cannot relate to ever sending back a dish. No. What? 
like my waiter could like who are we talking what were we talking about the other day where I said the waiters are the bartenders are so mean but it makes me want to tip them more because I need to prove that I'm good oh yeah the Ken Club in San Diego you've never been there okay that sounds like fun yeah but the bartenders are miserable Mm -hmm. and um always like so so mean and Ty was like yeah it makes me not want to tip and I was like oh it has the opposite effect on me where I want to tip more to prove to them that I'm the good customer so that they'll hate you less (laughs) (laughs) like I always have to be the best customer that someone's had that day yeah which no, is a, yeah, I feel that. I do. It's a tough huh? hat to wear. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Um, should we move on to the next item on the agenda? Yeah, what's the next okay, item? Okay, well, the next item on the agenda that I want to talk about is Cruel Intentions. Oh, great. <laughs> I love Cruel Intentions. I watched that movie for the first time when I lived in my first apartment in Beaverton. Do you remember that one? Yeah, you lived there for... That was a very... Well, it actually wasn't janky. It was really nice. It was, but actually, you, it was just You like, only lived there for a couple of months. Like, yeah, like four months. But mm-hmm. I watched it there, and I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, this movie is incredible. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again with Montana a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and she, like, wasn't really into it at first, but then she got to the end, and, like, it was sealed. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because the Bittersweet Symphony of it all is, like, The really Bittersweet insane. Symphony of it all is... Wait, okay, spoilers if you haven't seen Cruel Intentions, <laughs> but I just want to kind of talk about this on film. Yeah, yeah. What happens... I'm trying to remember the end, because the... something happens at the funeral. Well, at the... F- funeral, right? Because, um... Doesn't she, like, hand out papers that yeah, say... Yeah, she hands out, um copies of his like sex journal yes, yes, to yes. get which is which really struck me as a as a very funny plot point because like Reese Witherspoon distributed what was his name Sebastian Sebastian she distributed like this like weird sex journal that he had as a way to get revenge on his sister Sarah Michelle Geller. I forgot her name yes um which is really funny because like she hands out his sex journal and like of course that's gonna do damage to her reputation, but like it's not damaging like the reputation of the guy who like kept a sex journal. Like that's Wait, that's, that's a really good point. Well, he's dead. I guess you can't. I guess you can't get revenge on the dead guy. I guess you but, can. Yeah, but I, I feel like they. I feel like they but thought like, they didn't care. Every everything about that movie is like iconic, and I don't think that movie could not be made today. Mm. Because it's very steeped in the culture of the time that it was made. Yes. Like, there's no way, no way that that movie would be made today. No, what is um, Selma Blair's girl? What's her name? Um, oh, Cecile. 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 Huh? And the whole plot with her, like, cello teacher? Yeah. And the issue in the movie was that the mom didn't like that he was black. Correct. And I'm like, it's not the fact that he's 25. No, it was the fact that he was black. Because she, Cecile was going into high school, right? She was in, Yeah, she was about to start high school. She was in eighth grade so, going which into makes high her what, 14? You are 14, 14 when you're going into high school. And I, I believe canonically the cello teacher was in college, right? So even if he's 18, that's super fucking that's weird. That's super fucking weird because like you're a legal adult in college. He definitely <laughs> seemed older than 18, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sal Blair was, I think, 26. In that movie, like when she <gasps> played that role, really? Because she yes. looked so young. I know she she did look fourteen, um, but and I she think she was quite old. Too. Yeah, she my, was she was great in that. My role. next question for you is: Did you think Ryan Phillippe was hot at all in that movie? Uh, yes, you did. Yes, <laughs> interesting because I find him to be like repulsive. He is repulsive, but um. I don't know. I think it might have been those tiny little like wire rimmed glasses they had him wearing were just really like kind of doing it for me like I definitely didn't think he was hot at first but 
I think like, at this times. Is him now. I think he's actually at hot times. now. Like that's someone who needed to age a little bit, like a while. Oh yeah, he looks good now. He looks good now. Um, but yeah, like what the hell? Um, and that scene with him like and Reese Witherspoon are in the car, and she's like making faces at him. And that's what like that's what got him. That's what won him over. It's very funny because like we're supposed to believe that he like this guy who's like allegedly like so fucked up in the head and like only likes to manipulate people like has actually fallen in love with her but like what made him fall in love with her was like her making faces her like putting her fingers on her head and like sticking her tongue out and going like (laughs) there's absolutely no development to that relationship whatsoever it's so yeah like yeah that movie is crazy i love it and the fact that um ryan Phillippe and sarah michelle geller want to fuck (laughs) hey no <laughs> Do you need to be after that? No, I just need to turn the dryer on and start the washer. I'll turn it on when we get out. Oh, okay. Huh? Okay. Yes, it's the fact that they want to fuck, and then what was it? She said they were making this bet, right? The bet is like the framework for the movie. <laughs> and bet movies are just a whole thing. Bet movies are so good. <laughs> you can talk about she's all that. You talk about the, she's all that. You can talk about ten things I hate about you. Those are all bet movies. Bet, uh, after is famously a bet. Movie. After is a bet movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bet series. But yeah, the fact that the whole thing is that they want to fuck, and that's like that's like the driving force of the movie. And that specifically, um, he can put it wherever he wants. <laughs> You're right. That is it. He can put it wherever he wants. If he... Because, yeah, that is the craziest movie ever. Who made that movie? Well, the director was the same director as Beautiful Disaster. When you told me that, I nearly... My wig flew Let off. me tell you. Like, let me tell you. Because I, I saw that movie for the first time about a week ago. I was watching this. I was like, there's something so delectable about this movie and the fact that the dialogue is just like, listen, I was like, I know it's from the 90s, but I'm positive that people didn't speak like this in the 90s either. Like, no one has ever had a conversation that sounded like this. It's theatrical. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's a Shakespearean. The girl tenders is famously an iambic pentameter. It should be. (laughs) So then when I... Ran over to Letterboxd and I see the director Roger Cumble. I'm like Roger Cumble, that sounds familiar. And I see that he is none other than the director of Beautiful Disaster. And suddenly everything made so much sense. Oh, my what a career! God. What a career! I can't <laughs> believe that he did those. I because like I loved those movies separately. And Beautiful Disaster was also a bet movie. You're right. That's like his whole thing. Well, okay. Did Taylor was telling me that she read the Beautiful Disaster book series, mm-hmm. which I think is like so mentally unwell. Of her. <laughs> I think she read them when she was like thirteen. Oh, okay. But, but yes, <laughs> and like everyone's mentally unwell when they're thirteen. So yeah, <laughs> that one TikTok trend a while ago that was like the unbreakable bond between a girl and the mediocre book series she read in seventh grade. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what was yours? <laughs> Such a good question. What was yours? Okay, the ones that come off like the top of my head the quickest, and this was in a, I was in like elementary school, but uh-huh. it was those books that were like 11, 12, and like 13. Yes. Um, they all had this weird kind of like science fiction twist to them, right? No, it was just like girls who like this girl. Oh, like, I think her name was Winnie. I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking of, uh, what was it? It was like 11 birthdays or something where this girl like kept living her 11th birthday yes. over and over. Yes, I, was I read book. that once. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But yes, 11, 12, and 13, those were actually very sweet and wholesome. I loved them. I, I read them me, over and over and over and over. I think for me, it was this book series called The Mother Daughter Book Club, 
which followed this group of this like friend group of girls who were like in a book club like with their moms and like every book was like inspired by like a piece of classic literature like those were also very wholesome and sweet like there was like nothing mentally unwell about them but those really that is so those cute. really stuck with me i love those books Wait, i've never even <laughs> heard of these books they were really cute i remember the cover like, they were adorable i remember huh? seeing them like around the house mm-hmm. Um, okay, did you ever read that book that was, I think it was a series, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was a little science fiction-y, well, like, very much so, uh-huh. but it was, like, this girl, like, got her, like, brain transplanted into, like, a supermodel's body. This didn't, I didn't, I, this just not real. <laughs> I need to look this up real quick. Is this real? Um, it was, like, a young adult, like, fiction... Brain transplant. <laughs> <laughs> Airhead. It was called Airhead. Can I see the cover? Yeah, it's by Meg Cabot. <gasps> that cover I do recognize. Here, let me read you the synopsis. <laughs> I actually just thought of this right now for the first time in a long time. Emerson M. Watts accompanies her sister Frida and her best friend Christopher to a stark megastore opening in Soho, which is attended by teen supermodel Nikki Howard. Teen supermodel. Teen supermodel, <laughs> which definitely exists. That's real. And British musician Gabriel Luna, who Frida hopes to meet. Um, protesters attend the event because Stark Megastore has replaced a locally owned grocery store and one of the protesters shoots a plasma screen with a paintball gun, snapping the wires. M saves her sister from being hit by the falling I'm plasma screen. I'm already so lost. <laughs> so, so lost. There's, there's this plasma screen falls, but M saves her sister, but like takes the fall, like takes the hit herself. Uh-huh. And then it says that almost the same moment, Nikki, the supermodel, faints. <gasps> A month later, M <laughs> finds herself in the hospital, trying to recall what had happened. She finds out she is in Nikki's body when she is kidnapped by Lulu Collins, Nikki's roommate, and Brandon Stark, her on-again, off-again boyfriend, and heir to the Stark fortune. This is insane. Absolutely no one was doing it like middle grade <laughs> authors in like the mid-2000s. Cabot had a couple slayers. Yes, I do remember her quite well. We'll look well. at the rest of her, her mm-hmm. catalog, but I have to finish reading you. This is just an I'm like, I'm, I'm gripped. <laughs> you better be. I remember reading this distinctly in like Six Crazy Humanities class. I did not read this. Well, I didn't read it for school, I'm sure, <laughs> but I remember reading it. It wasn't required reading. What if it was it or not? required reading. Um, where was I? Um, M tries to remember the events that led her to her current state and finds out that not only did she die during the incident, Nikki collapsed from a brain aneurysm at not the same aneurysm. time. Not an aneurysm! At the exact same time. Honestly, this is a true, this is a free thinker. How did Meg Cabot come up with this? Her mind. Greater than <laughs> Um, in an effort to save M, her parents agreed to a controversial brain transplant. Offered by Stark Industries. Oh, so we have some. So I actually don't remember that, but as, I would be curious to read this as an adult because I feel like conflict it's a, of interest. I feel like it's an excellent commentary on like the conflation with like capitalism and like healthcare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should read this into an episode. On this it. might be one of the most profound texts of the 21st century. <laughs> it came out in 2008. Um. Wow, 2008, a great year. The year Obama went into office. <laughs> amazing year, amazing year. And the year, year that Airheads was released. Her parents agreed to a controversial brain transplant offered by Stark Industries, transplanting her brain into Nikki's body on the condition that M continues Nikki's career as the face of Stark Industries. Mm, of course, that's the priority. <laughs> Which is, like, such an interesting, like, 
you sell your soul to the devil situation. Mm-hmm. Why would her parents even be okay with that? So she could live. That's fair. <laughs> I actually have major beef with the phrase brain transplant, which isn't even something that's real. No, but it's like, fake. Your brain is like you, right? Like your your being is like inside your brain, like your personality and like and all that jazz. So like if you got your brain transplanted into another person's body, like that person would not be getting a brain transplant. You would be getting a body, body transplant. transplant. That's actually really And I think point. that people just say brain transplant because it like sounds cooler, but like it's a body transplant. You are your brain. Exactly. That's fascinating. Right? Well, that's like, that raises like a really interesting ethical question because like, isn't there, or not like ethical, but like, I guess like, like philosophical. Yeah. Thanks for that word. <laughs> You're welcome. Which is like, are you your brain? <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I am wondering, mm-hmm. because I feel like some people would argue that you are your soul. Well, yeah. Which is not a tangible thing. It's not like a scientific, I think scientifically speaking, you are your brain. Your brain. Yeah. I kind of like... Yeah, I'm wondering. Which raises the spiritual question of if you got your brain transplanted into someone else's body, what would happen to your soul? That's a really good question. And I don't think Meg Cabot answers any of those. <laughs> and she should be. <laughs> Come on, Meg. <laughs> we expect better. <laughs> but No, that's really interesting. Isn't there, like, a phenomenon where people who get, like, heart transplants take on some personality, uh, like, characteristics of the person that got their heart from? Yes. In fact, one of my favorite books in middle school was about this girl who received a heart transplant no from way. this girl who died from an ice skating accident. I read this book. Yes, and she started, she started having all these memories about the other girl's life. Ice skating. Yes. Is that real or did that just happen in that book? Uh, I, think I, think, I, I think that just happened in that book, but I do know that it is a phenomenon that people who get, like, major organ transplants do, like, take on traits sometimes times of people that they got them from. from yeah because i when i was saying that so i hear that sometimes people get a heart transplant and take on memories of their transplanter i was actually thinking exactly <laughs> are you that referencing way. that book because when as soon as you said ice skating i was like oh yeah that's what i was thinking yeah i think i don't know i think it's one of those things that's like definitely not mm-hmm. like doesn't have like much scientific research backing it up but like i think there's a lot of anecdotal uh like evidence of that happening which is really interesting to me. That is really interesting. Because that also, that also leads to, like, maybe you're not just your brain, you know? Like, maybe... Right, like, maybe some of your personality is stored in your heart. Yeah. <laughs> personality is stored in the heart. <laughs> Come is stored in the heart. Come is stored in the heart. <laughs> and your soul is stored in the balls. <laughs> Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that was an excellent. Should we? Okay. That was awesome commentary on cruel <laughs> intentions. <laughs> we started that talking about cruel <laughs> intentions. Let's move on to the next order of business. Ooh. We need to talk about, well, this is kind of like a two part one. Ooh. The first part is that I want to share that we did go and visit the Don't Worry Darling house. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I made you and others go on a bit of a Hollywood tour. A Hollywood tour. Around Palm Springs to the Canyon View Estates. It was I, like 10 minutes away. It was like, because Palm, everything in Palm Springs is 10 minutes away. Yeah. Like, you could probably walk from the tippity-top to the tippity-bottom of Palm Springs in, like, two and a half hours. I think so. I think so. 
<laughs> it's not a big city. No. So we went there and like it was great. Like it was a cute house. It was adorable. Beautiful neighborhood. Oh, like the cutest neighborhood ever. And I yeah. would like, sell my soul to like, the absolutely, absolutely. Like I get what I get why they did that. <laughs> like I, I would too. I would, yeah. 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 I'd also drip if water someone, into my mouth. If someone told me that I could live at the Canyon View Estates, you know, like. I'd consider it. I'd consider it. <laughs> to be a drip, housewife. Drip water in my mouth. Everybody's telling me that I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm not crazy. That would, I would do it. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I would do it. Um, but the other, so don't worry, darling. 180, Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen him lately? Actually, no. Interesting. Not since the buzz cut, I don't think. Really? Because he's been out and about again. Oh, really? He was at the Manchester United game. Ooh. The other, which I think is... No, actually, now that you mentioned it, I really haven't seen him lately. Can I show you? I haven't seen old Harry in a while. Yeah, please. One second, Taylor Swift posted on Instagram. Oh, it was nothing. She has released, like, four variations of that new album already on vinyl. And they all have a different bonus track on them. Taylor. So if you want to listen to all the bonus tracks, you have to buy, like... Four vinyls. So far. That's, like... The album doesn't come out for two more months. Taylor. I'm like kind of going crazy. Which the thing is that like, she did that with Midnight's too. (laughs) Oh yeah, because for a while like hits different and stuff. Like you could not hear unless you had purchased the Target Target exclusive vinyl. And I was pissed because, okay, this is off topic, Mm -hmm. but in my opinion. Because everything else is on topic. (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) The 3 a.m. tracks on Midnight's are the album. I, <laughs> we need to talk about this because the first time I ever heard Midnight's, I, based on like the aesthetics that she had used for like marketing the you album. You thought it was going to be like 70s. I thought it was going to be kind of like a 70s groovy type of vibe. Me too, because all of her marketing she was doing in that like wood paneled basement, it looked like so Yeah, in her outfits and all of that. Yeah. Then when I first heard Midnight's, not only was it not what I expected, but it was also like not even close to, like, my favorite Taylor Swift album I had ever heard. I was like, oh, like, okay, like, whatever. Then when I heard the 3 a.m. tracks, like, a few hours later, I was like, these are so good. Like, I was instantly way more into those songs than I was the entire rest of the album. Yeah. Well, and it's, yeah, and, like, I got... I ordered one of the like jade, like limited edition jade vinyl. Oh yeah, I, I've seen that one. And on it came wall. with none of the bonus yeah, tracks. Yeah, that's on fucked it. up. <laughs> that was so pissed. You want to know why they were good though? Why the bonus tracks is because the like I I maybe I'm like oversimplifying it, but like the original tracks, like mm-hmm. the the like regular tracks, were done by Jack Antonoff. Mm-hmm. But the 3 a.m. tracks were done by Aaron Dessner, who did mm. Evermore. Yes. And so like that's no, why that's I gotta like be a part of it. Love yeah. Evermore. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, and Midnight's off topic again. <laughs> Midnight's is actually probably my third favorite Taylor Swift album right now. Really? But yeah. I, I think it has incredible re-listen. It's like very re-listenable. I think it you're has right. Re-listen value. I think you're right. Like I go back and listen but to would those it be, songs. Would it be your third favorite without the three AM tracks? No. 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 Yeah. It wouldn't be. Because they're so good. They're so good. Mm-hmm. Like, high infidelity. High infidelity. <laughs> and would have, could have, should have is like one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, period. That's like one of her best songs. That's one of her best songs. That I say with confidence. Yes. I think you're right. Like, it is 
all of the best parts of her songs yes. mixed into one song. Yeah. It's like three different songs in one. Yeah. And you also know that I'm a glitch apologist. You love glitch. I like glitch too. <laughs> I love that Labyrinth. Song. I love Labyrinth. That's a regular track. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh Labyrinth God. is on the regular album. I'm like, spreading misinformation. Um, oh, I was going to show you a picture of Harry Styles. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what this is about. You give me one twisted tea. Half a twisted tea, tall boy. Um... Oh god, the Wi-Fi is really bad out here. Um, but Harry Styles got a buzz cut. Yeah. Um, which people were really upset about. Yeah, but like now he has it's like grown out a bit, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not like he doesn't have like the curls. What back. is he up to these days? I have to show you Harry. Do you follow Harry Florals? No. That's the only way I know what's going on. It's like a fan page. His sister also just had a baby. Harry's sister. Yeah. Aww. Um. That's so sweet. Where is a good picture of him? Oh my god. Like he kind of looks like just a guy. He literally looks like just some guy. Like he like I kind of wish he would have kept the buzz cut. Yeah, but cuz at least a buzz cut's kind of, kind of fun and interesting. It's like a thing, like you're doing a thing. Exactly, but that like that looks people, like people he looks are, like a middle school science teacher. Like <laughs> That is so true. And I think it's cuz he's wearing a suit too. Yeah. But I was this is a good picture to show you like what it looks like. He That's literally just some guy. Cuz like, you're right, like a buzz cut is intentional. And, like, having long hair is intentional, but that's, yeah. like, just whatever. People also, like, did a comparison of, like, his hairline, and they think he got, like, hair plugs, like, on the sides here. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's been so, he's been so absent lately. He was getting, yeah. he was getting hair plugs. But people are kind of torn because they're, like, okay, like, some people are, like, it's obvious that he got hair plugs because, like, the hairline is visibly different. Uh-huh. Like, in an old picture compared to the new picture, like, it is visibly further up on his head. <laughs> But everyone, but then the other, the other camp is like, you guys, it actually takes way more than like three months to like fully grow in a hair trend. True. True. But we don't know the truth, but I love how much internet discourse has been produced over whether or not Harry Styles is bald. <laughs> no, and it's beautiful. It's so funny. <laughs> Never say. It's so funny. <laughs> Never say. Well, I actually have on good authority that he is not bald. Really? Yeah. Oh. I have... I'll tell you off mic. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, um, well, I actually, okay, this leads to my next question mm-hmm. or thing to discuss, which is that I was, I saw a really interesting tweet the other day mm-hmm. that, which I think it was like, like, he's obviously just like, that was him like going to a soccer game yeah. and he had on like a blazer and like pants. Like, yeah. do people dress fancy in England to go to soccer games? Because I thought that was like really fancy. It seems like something they would do. So like, I wouldn't be So surprised. maybe it's like a cultural thing that you like dress up to go to yeah. a football game? Or maybe yeah. like Manchester is special? I know that Manchester is a big deal. They like love them. Mm-hmm. Um, they love them. Right. But so, right. <laughs> they do love them. They love them. And he's from Manchester. So maybe he was oh, a guest he? of honor. Oh, okay. Um, but I saw a tweet that was like, now they had a picture of him like from like Harry's house album cycle mm-hmm. and then a picture of him at the Manchester game and they were like interesting that now that he's not promoting an album he's back to looking straight <gasps> oh which raised some interesting questions yes because Harry Styles is, ha- creates so much fodder for the queer baiting discord yeah and I, okay here's what I want to discuss because I also have it on good authority that he is not like queer at all. Oh, I'm actually gonna pause it and tell you. Yeah, please. So this person that I that this source that I have. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel like Dumois. Anonymous source. This anonymous source that I have that I can say is like a source with good authority. Uh huh. Um, it, like a good faith source. Yeah. 
they're like, yeah, like he like isn't queer at all. Like he definitely only like is into women. Mm-hmm. But like that's fair. Yeah. That's a fair thing to say. But then my next question is, is it a crime to be a straight guy and paint your nails? This is so interesting. <laughs> You're so right. Like, You're so right. Is like I get why it's I get it why people would be upset. Yeah. That he's like quote unquote queer baiting or whatever. Yeah. But my, but then my follow up question would be, okay, like if we're gonna like blow this up big picture, are you allowed to be a straight guy who wears glitter and jewelry? Yeah, like on like, the on the other end of the spectrum, like it could you could say that it's kind of problematic to think that just because a guy wears like a feather boa and like paints his nails and like wears a fun outfit, like means he's queer baiting. Like you can like a straight guys can wear whatever, whatever they, want. they want. Like that's also what I want. Like so yeah, this is an interesting dilemma. Yeah. Um because my other thing is like obviously if he's just like like puttering around like London, he's not gonna be wearing a feather boa and like a glitter jumpsuit. No, exactly. Like he that's... was on tour and so he was dressing for a performance. Correct. You know? So what but what I like the tweet was scathing. That was a scathing tweet. And that does bring up a, a lot, lot of, of questions. questions. But my one issue with it was is like, yeah, you pulled the picture of him on tour and compared it to a picture of him At off of an game. album cycle. Yeah. Off of tour. Like not on stage. Yeah. Like, obviously he's not going to go out, like, decked out in, like... No. Elton John clothes. To, like, like a soccer <laughs> game. To, like, a soccer no, game. No, like, that... Yeah. <laughs> and so, because I kind of almost feel like he has, like... Like, I feel like he has, like, a stage persona. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. Like, like, like Hannah Montana, you know? Yeah, he's like <laughs> Hannah Montana. Exactly. Which, is that a crime? It's not a crime. No. And no, you're right. Like, it I'm should. not trying to... Def- I'm never going to try to defend a man. No. But no. I just think that... Like, I, yeah, like, on one hand, it's kind of yucky to capitalize on, like, queerness as, like, an aesthetic when you're straight. When you're straight. But on the other hand... He's never come out and said that he's straight. He's never come out and said that he's straight. In fact, he's come out and said the opposite. And also, like, Which is like straight not- people can, like, wear fun clothes. Right. You know? Like, that's not queer baiting. In fact, it's encouraged. (laughs) In fact, it's encouraged. And, like, it should be normalized for you to not assume someone's sexuality because of, like, the clothes they wear. Like, this is, like, this was an argument we were having, like, 15 years ago. Dude, that's what I was just gonna say. Like, this discourse is so tired. It is very tired. I'm feeding into it. Yeah. But, like, this is literally, like, so... Yeah, like, this is a discourse we were having on Tumblr in 2014. Yeah. Like, it's not changed. Like, it's in no way a new thing to be, like, a man who wears pink isn't automatically gay. Like, that's, like... (laughs) Like that's that's that sounds ridiculous coming out of my mouth. Like, right? You know? right. I don't know. <laughs> you know? Are you familiar at all with the Larry theories? Uh, oh, like, uh, like Liam Louis, and Harry, Louis and Harry, Louis and Harry. Kind of. Okay. Wasn't that like a big deal, like during the Wattpad era? It still is. Oh, there it is. is. <laughs> Avery, you would not believe the dedicated, diehard, religious Larry community. Really? Yeah. It's as vibrant as the Gaylers. I was going to say, is it like Gaylor? It's as of? vibrant as the Gaylors. Oh, okay. And if not more. Man. I feel like it's more... I, I feel like it's like... A, it has always been as popular as Gaylor is now. Oh. Like, it's crazy. And wait, this reminds me. I read the most insane Reddit post the other day with Gaylor and stuff. <laughs> okay, because the thing is that I, like, spend... I... 
Every once in a while, I check out the Gaylor sub to see of if there's any good, good discourse on there. I haven't actually seen it since the new album announcement because, like, to speak my truth, the Taylor Swift discourse right now is insufferable. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I can't do it. Bless you. Um, but there was this crazy, crazy, like, novel-length Reddit post in the uh-huh. Gaylor sub a couple weeks ago. Um, talking about, like, all of the parallels between, like, Harry Styles, Louis Tomlinson, and Taylor Swift. Ooh. And, like, their argument, it was, like, obviously, a, a, like, with peace and love, this was a crazy person right here. <laughs> and, like, they, like, they were making good points, though. Uh-huh. By the end of it, I was like, Crazy I people don't know. can make good points, <laughs> is the thing. Sometimes they make the best points. I'm gonna try to find it okay. right now, because, like, and they were starting it, they were like, hey, guys, like, we need, like, you need to stay with me. <laughs> It's always great when a post starts like that. Is this the... There's two Gaylor stuff. Let me make sure I'm all right. Okay. Louie. Are you tired? Do you need to go to bed? No. Can you pause, though, while you search for this so I can pee? 100%. Great. Thanks. Okay. So I cannot find this Reddit post. Oh, no. But basically, they were... I'm going to, like... Tr- I'm going to try to find it. Like, I'm going to try harder. Okay. <laughs> because, like, I would love to link it. Yeah. In the show notes. Because I actually, like, really suggest it for source, people... Source material. Source material for people mm-hmm. who are mentally unwell, needing a hobby. All of those people would really love this pose. (laughs) (laughs) But they were, like, comparing all of these, like, crazy flags on, like, clothing. Like, clothing flagging and, like, parallels between, like, the... Do you remember when, um... I remember, I remember what spawned this. Ooh. I remember what spawned this. What was it? It was when Taylor released the track list for the Tortured Poets Society or whatever. <laughs> Dead Poets Society. The Dead Poets Society. Yeah. <laughs> One of the tracks is called But Daddy, I Love Him. Okay. Harry and Louie used to wear these shirts all the time that said But Daddy, I Love Him. Uh, but isn't that just like a saying? It is, but like, so that's what spawned the post. Uh, okay. But then, so like, that wasn't the end, because yeah, that is obviously just like a saying. Yeah. <laughs> but they were like, then like drawing all this other stuff that had been happening since like quite literally 2012. Okay. Like, it was like a decade. But like, and, like what was the point? Like, were they saying, like, the point was that, like, okay, the. <laughs> I actually don't know what the point was, <laughs> but if I could guess, the point they were drawing was like, the point, okay, they were assuming that Taylor Swift herself is queer uh-huh. and is closeted. Uh-huh. They were assuming that Harry and Larry, Her- and Harry and Larry, L- Louie <laughs> were queer and closeted as well. Uh-huh. And their kind of like thesis of the post, if I had to guess, was like, all like all the queer people in Hollywood who are closeted like no it's like an open secret and like they all know that about each other mm-hmm. and so like they were like they're like communicating in this way <laughs> like as like Jesus Christ like a secret like club I don't know it was crazy I'm gonna have to find it because I actually like can't describe it <laughs> I shouldn't have even brought it up because now I've just like spun it out of control <laughs> Such a mentally ill thing no, to write about. It's really, it was really bad. <laughs> it's really bad. Which, like, I can't talk. Like, I can't, I'm no better. <laughs> Once you get to the point where you're searching for secret patterns in behavior, I, I think it's time to take a step back. I think it's time to go talk to someone. Do you have this? Is I might cut this out because I don't know. Um, do you have any thoughts on Taylor and Travis? No. 
I really don't. I kind of like don't think of I them. Ca- I kind of don't think of them at all. Well, and like, I kind of like, I, it's like, it's like annoying. It is annoying. Because yeah. he's such a show pony. Yeah. And I hate that. He is a show pony. I hate a show and pony. And like, it's put, it's, I was like, obviously like Taylor Swift was like, so like, everyone was talking about Taylor Swift before this, but I feel like it's made people talk about Taylor Swift in a lot more annoying ways. Because it's like made all these people be like, I'm so sick of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And it's like, shut up. You it's know? Like, can like, you pick actually anything else I'm to like, complain I about? I just like, I, I don't care about the two of them together. No. It's spawned a lot of irritating discourse. discourse. I agree. And I, I just don't care. Right? And I like, kind of like, what I, this is like irrational, uh-huh. but I hate how much people like them together. Huh. Yeah. Like, I actually, I thought there would be a lot more backlash about, like, obviously Taylor Swift can date who she wants, but I, I felt like there would be a lot more, like, public outcry over, like, Taylor Swift dating this, like, football player, you know? This, like, this like stupid hunk of meat football player. Like a meathead. <laughs> yes. 100%. 100%. I, right. Because, she, right, right. <laughs> right. I, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, there's something about him that I don't like. But I think it's because I like fundamentally don't believe in football. No, I also hate as football. like an institution. And he seems like he seems a little <laughs> bit scary. Like at the, the clip from the Super Bowl, I wasn't watching the Super Bowl, but like when he was like he was yelling yelling at his coach, like that is very that's scary. <laughs> I wouldn't want to date a man who yelled at another man like that. Like no. that's that's kind of icky. No, and it's like everyone was just like, and like I don't know, like obviously like I'm not there and I don't yeah, know it, but everyone's like that's just like how you like play football. Is it? And I'm like I don't know. Like, football's stupid. <laughs> Like, like I said, I don't believe in the institution of football. Uh, and I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I, think I think it's so numb. I think it's damaging. And why would we want Taylor Swift to date someone who's going to have a TBI? That's, he, he probably already, he already has, has several. one. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> anyway, um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. Oh what, I mean, let's 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 round things off a little bit because I actually haven't discussed this on the podcast yet, but it was kind of on the back burner. And since I'm here, and since we're talking about Taylor anyway, um, what are your thoughts on the track list names? Because I think they're weird as fuck. Let me look at. We them. need to pull it up. I hardly even. I, first of all, I think tortured poets department is a stupid ass name for an album. She could have done better. Um, it's just like. It it sounds you she ran Dead Poet Society through a thesaurus online. <laughs> right. Um, right. The other yeah, yeah, dude. And okay, Kate Kennedy, who's like I've talked to you about her before. Uh-huh. Be, of Be There on Five Podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had like a good theory of like she thinks because she's like releasing this in the middle of a tour. Uh-huh. And like is kind of like it's it's like weirdly off. It's like weirdly not as big of a deal as past Taylor albums, I think, because yeah. it's not its own era. Which is which is interesting because Taylor Swift is like the biggest deal she's ever been. Right. So why is this album released kind of just so like whatever? What, what Kay Kennedy was saying, which I kind of liked this perspective, uh-huh. was that like maybe it's like completely out of the blue, like totally experimental, and she doesn't know how Ooh. the audience is going to receive it. Oh. So she's like, "There's no better time to do it than now when I'm on top of the world," and because I'm already 
already in the middle of a tour, like if this isn't received well, she doesn't have to like do a tour. It doesn't really matter. It. And oh, I like no. appreciated that perspective. I'd never thought of that before. Yeah. And it kind of made me more excited because I think yeah. I would consider like folklore experimental for Taylor Swift. Very much so. And that shit whipped. Like that's like that's, one of, that's like her best album. album. It might be her best album. Like, yeah, you know. That everyone like You're right, like compared to everything she had done before, like that was very out of the blue. Right. But, so yeah. I'm like hoping for like a like a hyper pop, like dream pop oh, thing. Oh, okay. I don't know. But yeah, the track I think that's really Did you look up the track names? Yeah, I'm I'm Fresh not, out the slammer, like actually made me physically like bristle. When I'm I read not it. loving. <laughs> I'm not loving it. I'm not. Who's afraid of little old me? It's so. It's this like is kind of cringy. No, it is cringy. <laughs> it is cringy. It is cringy. Uh, um, what is it like? My boys only plays with broken toys. My boy only breaks his favorite toys. What the fuck is that? Th- these these sound like all. First of all, like, what's with like the Panic at the Disco ass name? Yes, like, it's like it's, it's it's giving like two early two thousands like pop punk album. Like this is this is very weird. And then the my boy only wears his favorite toys. Fortnite, Florida with three exclamation marks. I actually have thoughts on Florida. Oh please, Florida. Tampa was her first. That was the first set of shows she played after the Joe Alwyn breakup news broke. Mm. And so if we're under the assumption that this is like a Joe Alwyn like breakup album, yeah, that would like. That would hold true. And also when she was releasing 1989 Taylor's version, she had all of those with the Sunrise Boulevard, like the Sunrise Boulevard edition. Oh, yeah. And that's also in Florida. Like, I'm wondering, like, what, like, because I know that bitch doesn't hang out in Florida. No, there's no way. Like, I need to know why she's so excited. Like, why is she three exclamation points excited about Florida? Like, why is she so excited about Florida? Like, I don't know. Yeah, this is a really interesting <laughs> track list. Like, Guilty as sin, question mark? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> This, this is very weird. <laughs> I can do it with a broken heart. Um, the smallest man who ever lived. I know that So Long London is a Joe Owen slander oh, song. Oh, absolutely. That's like, that's like the one song on here where it's very clear what it's about. Did you hear the Fortnite AI leak? Like people are like debating on whether or not it's like AI or whether it's like a oh, leak. Oh no. It's on TikTok. It's pretty good. I gotta go listen to that. Yeah, it goes like, we never made it real, never made it right. It goes like, it's on take it's on to the Xbox to play Fortnite today. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it actually is gonna go. Just wiped out tomatoes. Down. I haven't no, I haven't heard that yet, but I'll I'll listen to that. Um, yeah, interesting. But the most recent, this is probably gonna be the last thing. We're at, we've been recording for an hour and four oh, minutes. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. And every time I talk, but the thing is that when I talk about Taylor Swift on this podcast, I get a bunch of downloads. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know, so I'll take it because I love talking about Taylor Swift. Um, on the newest. Okay, here's the two things that I'm going to say. On one of the new album, like, editions that she released, mm-hmm. like, the artwork says, like, you don't get to tell me about sad, which I think is just, like, a little bit tone <laughs> considering that she's, like, a billionaire pop star. Yeah, what? <laughs> like, I'm not saying that she's not allowed to be sad, but I think that was, like, a bit of a tough choice to put on yeah, your I, mind. I don't, she's not the world authority on suffering. Sad, suffering, exactly. You know? <laughs> right, so that would be the wrong way a bit, but I'm willing to look past it. Yeah. Like, like most things. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, until Taylor Swift, like, kills somebody, I'm gonna just, That's like, the breaking point? I think that's my breaking point. Yeah, because, I mean, like, we've already looked past so much, you know, like, what's one more thing? That's... 
Right. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you, you don't get to tell me about <laughs> sad. Like it's just so funny though, isn't it? Taylor. <laughs> but the newest um bonus track on like the newest release uh-huh. is called The Albatross. And I have heard about this. Okay, and apparently an albatross is like a, a common metaphor for like someone who like holds you down and like doesn't allow you to like fly <laughs> yeah because there's the, like this really like famous like old-timey poem about this I, I can't remember what it's called but i read it for school yeah once. yeah because like an albatross there's something about like for the first like six like it's, it's either months or years uh-huh. i think it's months they don't land they just fly and fly and fly and fly really yeah, yeah. and so i think the like the the like thought is that like oh like an albatross like keeps you like tied down. Oh, okay. So I'm like interested about that. That's I do because that's the Joe Allen theory, right? Is that he was like not letting her be Jewel. Like he, exactly. <laughs> he was he was putting her in the basement. Like, right, yeah, Joel in the penthouse of his heart. So um, I, yeah. that one to me like does line up with Joe Joe Allen theories as well. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind? Do you you know what? What? I should patch you in sometime from Oregon, and we should talk more about Joe Alwyn. I would love to talk about Joe Alwyn on the pod. I know you would. <laughs> Could you patch me in? I'll patch you Are in. you technologically Wait, capable? would you be down once the album is released? And we've listened to it a couple times. Could I patch you in? And could we talk about oh, it? Oh, I would love that. Do you like I, would little, love, I would love to do some music commentary. Do you like a little, like, review, not a review, but just like a little discussion? Yeah, that would be great. Okay, yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds, you know, I love that. I love that. Okay, so look forward to that, everybody. I'm really excited. I've been teasing so many episodes <laughs> that haven't come out. I've been teasing the Fast and the Furious episode since the first one. <laughs> and me and Montana still need to do that. We need to take notes. And I need, I need to listen to that because you know, I've never seen Fast and Furious. So you need to watch that. I, I know. We should watch one. Maybe we should. We should watch Love is Blind tonight. I need to watch mm. more. Okay. Well, do you want people to follow? Do you want to plug anything? you want to plug anything? Well, I don't really have anything to plug. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, really, I, I'm a simple girl. You're not, I, you're not really on the gram too I, much. I'm not really on the gram too much. I'm not really on anything too much. No, you're not. You, you have a funny Twitter, but... I have a funny Twitter, but no one follows me. No one me. follows you, so maybe you should plug it. Follow my Twitter, everybody. I'm so funny. Her Twitter is... I actually do find your tweets to be hilarious. You tweet, like, once every six to eight weeks. But when I do, it's good. And it's a bang. Well, and I've got I've got years worth of content in the drafts. You do. Uh-huh. My you Twitter do. My Twitter handle, it's AveryCat26. It's spelled A-V-E-R-Y-K-A-T-2-6. Incredible. Um, my name... Is inflatable tube man on there? That's a classic. That's a classic. Uh, so yeah, if you love good comedy, give me a follow. Yeah, if you're into comedy, like really cerebral stuff, really, really cerebral you're stuff. You're gonna follow Avery on Twitter. Uh-huh. X on X. Formerly Twitter. Sorry, sorry, Elon. Um, yeah, we don't want to hurt his feelings. You don't get to tell him about that. <laughs> Elon Musk album release when? <laughs> Fortnite featuring Elon Musk. It would be featuring Elon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, we're signing off. Please leave us a five star review. Us. Please leave us a <laughs> if you like the episode, write us a review. I will we didn't have any five star reviews to read on this episode, so let's change that for next week. I'd love to read a new five star review on the pod. Um, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode or follow the show or whatever the fuck you're supposed to do for a podcast. And I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.